to head coach Nick Oban. Coach, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. You know, the, the, the number one thing is you, we, we, we have core values that we, we believe in very much here, here at UCO. Number one is trust. Um, number two is character. Number three is effort. So. We are joined by University of Central Oklahoma safety, uh, O'Shea Harris, who was recently named second team All-American this week. O'Shea, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. And so that. All the hard work I've been putting in over the last couple years finally paid off. I went from my registered freshman year feeling like I should play, but I wasn't quite ready to just work and do whatever I could in the summertime on the weight room, taking everything serious, and then it all finally paying off. I just, I just know it's more, I just know it's more than I can do. So I'm just keep going, see how far I can take it. Post-game press conferences. There have been several things that, that happened even before the season started that, you know, and, you know, they could have just, our kids could have just folded the tent. Uh, you know, it shows character. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, J.J. You're listening to The Choke Show, only on theswabreport.com. Good morning, afternoon night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Choso Podcast presented by TheSwallReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. And Saturday, you know, I, 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 I must say, in what was probably the most complete game of the season against a good opponent, you know, uh, but both teams were entering the game at 3-3, three and three, but it was clear that fairly early on, UCO was the better team. And and I'm glad, you know, we had, as we talked about, we had hoped that the winning streak uh, against Lincoln and North, Northeastern State were some things that was a problem earlier in the season that we were hoping that had been rectified the past two weeks would indeed be the case moving forward. And so far, that has been the case because the offensive line, built on what they've done the past couple of weeks. The defensive line has continued their stellar play. And the past game, probably the best it's been all season against a meaningful opponent. Uh, and all of it came came together on Saturday night as UCO won 24-14 on the road against Fort Hayes State. Improving to 4-3 and three on the season with a three-game winning streak. Uh, again, I was, I was impressed by the offense. Uh, one of my criticisms early on outside of that first game was it didn't seem we we, we, we pushed the ball down the field enough. I know we were limited. I know Marquise is banged up or was banged up. Uh, Diego was still banged up there. I know those are deep threats and the offensive line was not there and it was tough to push the ball down the field. Where Well, Marquise King, uh, you know, for someone who's kind of been bottled up, I know he had a few touchdowns on those uh, most in swings, but Marquise, I would say for the first time since since week one, uh, you, you really got to see what made Marquise King so highly talented coming out of out of junior college and, and why Marquise King is such a special player because 
He had a heck of a game today. Uh, stretched the field. It really helped the underneath routes. And the benefactors of those was uh, Dante McGee at H-back and uh, as well as Climbers of the fourth and Josh Moore. Really, really, the, the field stretching there helped the underneath. It also helped the ground game because the ground game, once again, almost 200 yards rushing. Uh, it, it was a, it was a great outing, and, uh, and and again, just all the way around, the offense right now is the best it's looked all season. Scored a sixty nine against Lincoln. We scored forty. What was was forty nine against Northeastern State? Another one scored twenty four. But it just the way they're able to move the ball, and they should have had some touchdowns. There was one touchdown that what the Stephon threw behind, I believe it was Andrew Kilo, had a walking touchdown there. There was, it should have been 28 to 14, but regardless though, they had over 400 yards as we'll see when we get into the stats here. I just impressed by the offense. Defense, again, the defensive line had two or three sacks. Robert Fuentes, the uh, Juco, defensive end out of Texas, career high, two, two sacks in this game, uh, was, a, was a force all game. Michael Slater, uh, several tip passes there. Uh, again, just an absolute force. And, and uh, again, Coach Sims on the defensive line, Coach Carson Green on the offensive line, Coach Jesse Ornelas of the running backs, and an offensive coordinator, uh, passing coordinator Andrew Wright. So I appreciate the follow on Twitter there last 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 week, and Coach Landry on defense. It this during this winning streak. It has been solid football. Offensively, it's been predicated on the run game. Uh, the run game has helped out Keith tremendously in the in the in the passing game. And then again today getting Marquise there. But defensively, again, defensive line really did a lot there. Dylan Buckheit as his, as his usual self was flying all over the field and they also forced a fumble. We will get into it now here. Getting to the recap, uh, uh, Fort Hayes State would strike first. UCO would de- would defer. Uh, they would get a uh, uh, Fort Hayes would score early on a ten yard Voshan Waiters run, making it a seven nothing game. Eleven forty one to go. Then. It would, should have been the first sign of a Marquise King coming out party. Uh, Keith Calhoun, about less than a minute later, would find Marquise on a 59-yard touchdown, catching run, making a 7-7 at the 10-48 mark. Uh, then UCO Woods the surrender, the only score in the second, well, no, they never scored first in the second quarter on a 22-yard field goal from uh, freshman kicker Nicky Covado, the brother of Alex Covado. I believe Alex is hurt. I was wondering why we had seen a lot of Nicky last week, and I believe the commentator said that uh, Alex was hurt. So I was hoping, hoping to see Alex during a speed recovery because, again, he is a quality, quality kicker, but his brother is holding it down. It'll be 10 7, 4 45 to go in the, in the, in the half. Now, unfortunately, 
uh, aided by a couple of penalties. I believe there was a uh, there was a fifteen yard penalty. And I forgot what the penalty was, but it really aided uh, Fort Hayes. Were able to get a touchdown. 11-yard touchdown pass with four seconds left. So they did take a four-point lead into the half. But again, you had to feel encouraged because the only way that they got the touchdown, there was, a couple, there was a couple of penalties on that final drive there. And then, and then they were aided by a well-timed draw a play call when UCO was, was, was in pass coverage there. But, but again, you had to feel optimistic here. Only a four-point game. Uh, UCO would, would get the ball, you know, coming out, start out to start the quarter, and uh, they had the only score in the quarter as Keats would find Dante McGee for a 20-yard touchdown, making it 17-14, 7-0-1 to go. Now it must be stated here, a lot of these were set up by big by by other. Uh, Marquise King catches, uh, and and Dante McGee had a heck of a catch too. I, I want I want to go ahead and uh, point this out now. It was a third down. It, I mean the the Grand Keys fired it in there, but I'm talking about the defender was draped all over him. He still made the catch. It was it was it really impressive. This is probably Dante's best game from a receiving standpoint. Uh, this is again I have mentioned. I think he had two or three catches the past couple of games. So I, I, I'm, I'm hoping here that this this breakout game we we can build upon this because again Dante McGee at like six six at six four six five two seventy. Again, is a mismatch for most defenders. He's that 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 he'll face whether it is a linebacker or a defense back because he he I think he's too fast for most linebackers. Obviously, he's too big for most defensive backs. So again, we could just and continue to get involved in the pass game. Uh, I think will also be a big asset. Uh, then UCO would, would be the only team to find the end zone in the force to farm Brown rushing in for, I believe, it was his seventh rushing touchdown of the season, uh, making it 24 to uh, 14 with 12.25 with to go. That'd be the final score. UCO would, however, run a lot of clock in the in the fourth quarter. Uh, James Gardner became the future back. I think only him and Tucker Tucker Pauly were the only two running backs to get get carries. Uh, and and Jace, uh, I'm, I'm telling you right now, there was a play. Uh, I forget the quarter. It was in the second half. I do believe. Okay, there there was a run. And uh, there was a hurdle. Now, if if you're if you a long time listener, you recall the sign day two thousand and. Eight nineteen. It was the early signing day, and if you if you you recall, uh, when they had signed former UCO former UCO running back TJ Roberts. Okay, and I I questioned at the time because we had a lot of backs on the roster why they signed him, and the clip the first clip I saw when I viewed the man's highlights was him leaping over a standing defender and running for a touchdown. And at that point, I understood why they signed him. Fast forward to today, or tonight rather, and the guy was not standing. 
But regardless, we're talking about Jace in full sprint after breaking several tackles. Leap over the defender, landed and kept running. It is extremely impressive. So I do want to give Jace a shout out there because that uh that 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 there's not much else to say on that. It was <laughs> other than if you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. It left you speechless in the moment. Looking back, I'm still somewhat speechless about that moment. And uh, it definitely, I would say that like that is up there. Uh, outside of that uh, Marquise King touchdown catch from Stephon Brown in the season opener. Those two plays right there, right now, neck and neck for player of the year. Uh, because that, that were two impressive plays. But um, but again, and then uh, UCO would run up a lot of time in the fourth. They would punch the ball back to Fort Hayes with about two minutes left. Fort Hayes would get as far as the UCO 20-some-odd yard line aided by a penalty. Uh, and then they would they would miss the field goal, and UCO would just take a couple of knees. Get out of Hayes, Kansas with a 24-14 win, now running a three-game win streak, and back over 500. So, uh, again, again, UCO is playing good with football, uh, which is good because... For homecoming next week, uh, they got a very good Washburn team coming off a huge win that we will get to here shortly. But looking at the overall stats here, first for UCO, 21st down on the day, 193 yards rushing at 5.1 yards carry, uh, 229 yards passing, 442 yards offense. Oh, let's see here. Yeah, I said then the sacks, the sacks. They were, uh, they were, uh, they had three sacks. I believe we were like seven or something on third down. I don't have all the stats here for whatever reason. It did not print for me. Uh, but I do know that Fort Hayes was six of fourteen on third downs. Just know that UCO was over fifty percent on third downs. So again, happy to see that because you want to be over that fifty percent threshold there. Uh, Fort Hayes was under it, and Fort Hayes also, I believe, was like one or two on fourth down. So, uh, so again, there looking at Fort at Fort Hayes, they had twenty-one first downs, one hundred twelve yards rushing, a four-point-three yards carry, uh, 234 yards passing, only a 19 of 36 for quarterback Chance Chan Fuller. Now, Chance Fuller, uh, I, there was only three sacks, I'm telling you. That man had a very rough outing for probably the, the, the what, 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 what is this game said for the seventh time. Okay, most quarterbacks was not able to to to, to, to sit back there and survey the field. And again, that is a testament to defensive line coach Sanders and 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 defensive coordinator coach uh, Dustin Landry. Because if again, if you're a longtime listener or you're new here, you remember. 2019 was not a very was not a good year for pass rushers, and I do recall 
in the in the Fort Hayes game. That was a 35-14 loss. That's coming around. Uh, the pass rush was, was non-existent, uh, and and that was a huge problem as to why you was not able to get any stops in that in that in that ball game. But again. Defensive line, Michael Slater, several tip tip passes. Uh, like I said Robert Flintes career game so far. Uh, two two sacks, countless pass rushes. Uh, it is a thing of beauty right now, and you're just hoping that that can continue moving forward. I'm looking at the individual stats here for UCO. Uh, Keith Calhoun making a, uh, his Afghanistan starts his season in a row now. Uh, but it's playing probably his best football, I would say. I mean, Keith, again, this is a guy that we mentioned way back before uh, that Keith, they, you know, Keith is not the flashiest guy, right? You know, he's not going to. It's not gonna. It's not gonna wow you a lot, you know. But 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 what, but what Keats does is Keats. He he's safe with the ball. Now he did have a pass uh, in double coverage there that was almost picked off. But for the most part, right? Keats, you know, he's 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 safe with the ball. Uh, I know Coach mentioned that you know they have faith that they know where he's gonna go with the ball. They don't have they don't have to worry about that. This is a guy now that's been. You saw Bronco now for what five or six years at this point because he's got the, the injuries and then the COVID year. So you have faith in Keats. So these numbers should not surprise you. Just if you know Keats, this should not surprise you. But I do want to give Keats a shout out there because again, has played a really good stretch of games here, and uh, I'm look, looking forward to seeing here. Hopefully, he can finish the season, the season strong. Uh, he was 15 of 24, uh, 62.5 for single percentage with 223 yard, two touchdowns, and a 59 yard touchdown. Pass to Marquise. Now, uh, most importantly, the zero sacks allowed. So again, Coach Green on the offensive line. I know I saw I know Dobson started the past couple of games. A really good game, a really good job on the run blocking there. I noticed, and, and so again, as you as you listen to the post game of the Lincoln game, Coach said that they have made some changes uh, schematically and personnel wise, and so forth. It is paying off. Hopefully, that is a trend that does continue. Stephon Brown passing two of five, six yards. Then receiving Marquise King, five catches, buck 34, one touchdown. Average of 26.8 yards catch, long of 59 again. This is what we envision. At least this is what I have envisioned. When he signed, would we be able to push the ball down the field? And in week one, that vision was coming true. But again, the offensive line struggles. Now we got the blocking. You're seeing the full capability here of the offense. Not many DBs in this conference can cover Marquise one-on-one. And that is what Fort Hayes tried to do. And that's why Fort Hayes lost this game. Uh, Duncan McGee, four catches, 45 yards, one touchdown, along a 20, 11.3 yards a catch. Again, he's hoping here we can get Dante more involved because he's a, a, a very physical, short-handed guy. And uh, again, one of the better eight backs, if not the best in the conference. 
Josh Moore, two catches, 22 yards, along with 17, 11 yards average. Now, I will say, Josh Moore had, had a third down catch. Best catch all season for Josh Moore. Uh, if the, the ball was thrown in a tight window, Josh Moore caught it. Josh Moore got lit up. And Josh Moore held on, held on to the ball, got caught up. And it was, it was the first down for doing to give Josh Moore a shout out because that was a heck of a catch. Because, I mean, he got, he got walloped and uh, got up and, and, and finished the game. Johnny uh, Mazzotta, four, two catches, 17 yards long, a 13, eight and a half yard catch. Jace Gardner, one catch, oh, then three catches for six yards long, a four, and then Quinton Lewis. Uh, might be one of his first, this could be his first catch of the season. If, if, if it's not, it's one of his very few. A uh, one for five. Then rushing Jace Gardner, unfortunately, was six yards shy of his second straight 100 yard game. 18 carries, 94 yards, 5.2 yards carrying along a 24. But again, had that run with the hurdle that, uh, that was that was nice. That was nice. Uh, Stephon Brown, A for 59, uh, A for 52, excuse me, second and a half yards carry, one touchdown, along with 26. Uh, Keith Calhoun. Now, this was impressive here because Keith actually ran the ball extremely well today. Uh, six carries, 37 yards, 66.2 yards a carry, along with 14. And again, you can forget, a uh, 2000. 18 at the beginning of the season, Keats was the team's leading rusher before his his, his uh, uh, injury. So uh, again, you know, Keats is while he's not Stephon, you know, Keats can still get it get it done on the on the ground and Tucker. Pauly, uh four carries, 12 yards, long of four three yards carry. Now again. Uh, let me know that the offensive line, the holes immaculate because we're seeing the lowest average for anybody that had five or more carries was Jace at 5.2 yards a carry. So any 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 time you're getting half a first down a carry, uh, you are doing your your uh, job there. Then defensively for UCO on the day, to no one's surprise, leading leading tackler sophomore safety sensation Dylan Buckhigh eleven. Seven tackles on the day again. I would hope he does not get robbed out of the first team all conference honors. The, the, the way that his season is going right now, it would be hard pressed to not slate him in there. Uh, the two freshman linebacker out of Vian, Eliza Wright, six tackles, Lee Gray, five tackles, and sack on a blitz. And then Lee Gray. It, it was a corner blitz. It was off Chase, uh, Chance Fuller's blind side, and he destroyed Chance Fuller. It was a miracle Chance Fuller did not fumble that football. Uh, but uh, he he laid the wood to him. So uh, you know that that and that that's the that's the position where it's historically this season the main blitzing corner was uh, Trayvon Craig. 
So it's good to see someone else now kind of be able to execute that that, that corner blitz. Uh, Hunter Largen, big nose guard out of uh, Noble, who I think I said was it the was it the, the, the Lincoln game or no Eastern State game? He had he had a nice nice game there. Had another nice nice game to uh, Saturday night. Five tackles, one TFL. Uh, Michael Slater again, absolute beast. Four tackles, two TFLs, couple deflections. Uh, just. Uh, I, I mean, in a in a group of really talented linemen, he stands above the rest, which is saying a lot. Michael Slater is 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 a difference is a man, it's a difference maker, and uh, uh, it, it just hope the play continues. Uh, Jonathan Mosley, three tackles, had two straight deflections on that final drive of Fort A's, uh, saved two straight touchdowns. So I want to give him credit too because again, the the the, the secondary and the corners, th- there has been a sore spot this this, this past this past season this season, and t- I would say today was probably the best uh, because Kobe Stevens, the the, the freshman out of Wilkin, uh had a much better game as you recall last week Mark Whelan uh kind of took him to task a little bit uh, I was glad of the way that, that that he finished that game in this in the second half uh but uh, but again really a strong game he did not throw much on Kobe's side in today's game so I'm I'm glad to see that uh, Montre Hoover three tackles Raekwon Wicks three tackles Zane Adams three tackles Marshall Washington, two times. I believe he also recovered the fumble. There was for the fourth fumble. I'm not sure who forced the fumble. I never got that got, got that stab, but Marshall Washington did did recover the fumble. Uh, Fort Hill was driving. Uh, the running back was fighting for for extra yards, and I believe it appeared to me that it was cornerback Darius Hawkins who had a tackle in the game. It appeared to me he was the one that came from that that, that, that came from behind and uh, tore that ball out of the of the of the running back, uh, and and so. Uh, you know, it, it again. It just it's all around great defensive outing. Uh, Noah West two tackles. I saw he got shaken up there towards the end of the game. I'm hoping the man's okay. That he got held and it was on the ground for a minute there. Uh, Robert Fuentes mentioned before two tackles, two TFLs, two sacks. Again, just. Absolute beast, uh, just just brings the energy off the edge there, uh, and is just an absolute force. Uh, Darius Hawkins, the one tackle, Bazell, one tackle, Daniel Bauman, one tackle, uh, two of four, one tackle, Sessai saw one tackle, and Derek Shaw, one tackle, and then Gavetto obviously hit the one on one off field goals from 22 yards out. So, uh, oh, wait a minute, we have more again. And then on the deflections here, excuse me, Mosley two, Kobe Stevens two, uh, Darius Hawkins one, Buck Hype one, Slater should have more than one, and Fuentes one. Again, Slater and Slater and uh, Robert Fuentes there led the way defensively. And uh, again, just all around great game. Which is good. Which is good that, that we've now seen they're able to handle take two teams that you feel were significantly better than 
Talawai, right? And I'm telling you right now, the Missouri Southern game is looking more like a decent draw because Missouri Southern upset Pitt State on the road. I think they're I think they're now like three and five or something like that on the season. That is a team that is surprising because early in the season, especially after they, after they lost to Northeastern State, who got ran on the day by Missouri West from 57 to 24, they were outscored in the third quarter, 34 to 10. It, it was bad. It's looking not to be a bad loss. That Missouri Southern team is better than, than we had imagined. And uh, so it might, not, it might not look as bad. Now, obviously, that's a game, you know. It should have been a win. Let's just call it what it is here. It should have been a win. You should have been sitting at five and two, I think, tied for third in the conference, something like that. But still, okay, I'm 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 happy with the rebounds. Okay, I'm happy with the way that they that they, that they rebounded against it. Handle business against Lincoln, handle business for the seventh straight year against Northeastern State. And then again, get a solid and poor, I mean not solid, a solid Fort Hayes team went on the road, hostile environment, and got the win. Now that is that is good because while you still returns home, which I'm sure they're glad after that uh, two-game road stretch there, it is against a dominating Washburn team coming off a 17-16 win over second-rate Northwest Missouri State. I'm not saying a lot of you when I when I saw that, uh, you know that that's you know Washburn's team that used to have success over they shut them out in 2018 I believe it was 34 nothing again the special teams under then special teams coordinator uh, oh genius what is his name I can see it now but dominant it was a dominant special team showing. It, it, uh, it, and it, it contributed to because they had a return man that was drafted by the Giants in the sixth round that 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 year, and UCO held uh, held him to next to nothing. So then, as you recall, in 2019, that's when Chandler Garrett had that late last minute drive uh, field goal drive got him down there and uh, Alfredo would, would hit the game with a field goal there and so it, it, it's been kind of a two game winning streak in the series uh, this Washburn team appears to be the real deal this year yeah, I mean they're 5-2 on the season uh, again Coming off a huge win over number two Northwest Missouri State, they were able to get a 15-yard touchdown with 48 seconds left in the game. They went 96 yards in 11 plays to get that win. They would they would take a safety uh, with five seconds to go in the in the in the game. But this is a team now in Washburn. Okay. Now, you know, conventional wisdom would say they might have a letdown. But regardless, this is clearly a dangerous ball club that's playing great football right now, especially defensively. Because Northern Missouri State has a really good offense and hold them to really just 14 points, not, not counting the safety. They also had five sacks in that game, three of the sacks by uh, senior defensive end Malik Fall, who has nine on the 
season. And so this is what it's going to test the offensive line here. This We're looking for a legitimate, really good test. Okay, we'll see how they handle Malik Fall because, uh, again, we know the good offensive line, know what Missouri has, allowing five sacks. Okay, that, 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 that tells you either A, okay, Washburn has a really good front, or B, they, they just had a bad game. I'm going to err on the side of A, that Washburn has, has a really good front. So this will be a really big test for Coach Green and his unit there. Uh, but looking at what Washburn did in the game here, they, they were... They pretty much were, were, were out game across the board except for the scoreboard, though, because they only had 17 first downs, only 28 yards rushing on 26 attempts. Now, they, now they, they, they were sacked three times, but still. Uh, and they only 190 yards offense. They also had an interception there. Uh, this is, they, they had... Oh, excuse me. They had 218 yards of offense. They had a buck 90 pass. They, they um, see, they were 5 or 12 on third down. But see, they were 33 in the red zone. And again, I'm telling you, if you win in the red zone, you win a lot of games. Uh, Northwest Missouri had 30 first downs, a buck 40 rushing at 3.1 yards a carry, uh, 252 yards through the air, but again, stacked five times through two picks. So turnovers there uh, get you. Uh, they had 392 yards offense, also ran about... About 15 more plays, 17 more plays than Wasburn did. Uh, they were they had they had the ball for about 13 more minutes too. They were seven or 13 on third down. See, they were two or five in the red zone. Yeah, it's tough to win when you don't score in the red zone. So, what does this tell you here? Well, this tells me. Especially with UCO's defensive front here, okay, should be able to stifle Washburn in the run game again, much like it was against uh, Missouri Western, okay, when they were able to stifle the run game there, then they held them less than 100 yards, really made them one dimensional. And when you make the team one dimensional, it's much easier to stop there. Uh, and, and so I suspect with where the defense line is playing here, uh, you can make, I think it is Mitch Shuri a quarterback here that we can let a man also through a pick. Uh, if you can make, force some bad passes, get some pressure on there, uh, you're going to make life a lot easier. Okay, so I think the key there defensively is the win up front again, much like it was today, where Emporia, sure they had a, they had a couple of runs, but overall, and especially with the pass rush, okay, the defensive line was on point. Uh, now offensively here, that, that again, it's going to 
starting in up front. So the offensive line has a good showing. Uh, they, like they like it like like we did today, where they kept Keith upright, they kept Keith clean, they opened up holes for Jace and Stefan and Keith and Tucker Pauly here. Okay, and you give us time to hit the hit hit the deep ball. Marquis stressed the field there. Yeah, I, we're gonna have a shot at this game, but the, the fact they have five sacks against number two team in the country, who had a big physical offensive line, is concerning. And again, Malik Fall with his three sacks on the day, nine sacks. It's gonna be a tough test. Yeah, it, 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 it's gonna be. A tough test. Now, what we saw, we saw tonight, Ford Hayes, big physical front, front as well, and UCO handled the test well. So we'll see if they can pass it again. Because if they can, I, I think UCO it, it could, can definitely control the clock here uh, with the run game. Because again, they have a bevy of backs under Coach Ornelas, and it, it's the front also in the, in the ground game as another element. I believe if they can win the battle front here, you can limit the Washburn possessions here, really make them have to pass the ball. I, I, and, and, and again, historically, Washburn has been a team that I know prefers to run the ball. So if that is still the case, it, it, that, that, that could definitely assist the defense there and just assist the team as a whole. So it, it, should, be, it should be interesting. I believe it was a 2.30 kickoff homecoming Saturday in Watland Stadium. I'm looking forward to, to being there and seeing that because the way you see is playing right now. Okay, now you had told me this three weeks ago, yeah, I, I, I would have been less optimistic, but especially seeing what they were able to do tonight on the road at Fort Hayes again, solid Fort Hayes State team there. Seeing how they were able to win the battle up front on both sides of the ball for the majority of the football game, it really gave me hope because, you know, it, 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 again, as much as, as much as, Yes, the Lincoln game and Northeastern State game was good and dominated up front. Those are two of the lesser teams in the conference. So to me, this says more than those two games did because Fort Hayes was a legitimate team, a good ball club, big physical front there, and, and they were able to handle that again on both sides of the ball. So again, it should be a good one. I believe they took a 2.30 kickoff there and uh, down there at Walton Stadium. So looking forward to being there, looking forward to seeing that. Uh, for again, it's, it is a homecoming. So I, you know, I hope the weather is nice. Come on out and do some football. There's only one other home game left. That'll be senior night. So, uh, you know, hopefully get the win here, improve that four-game winning streak, and, and, and move to five and three on the season. Because then you're talking about five and three, talking about the possibility of getting back 
back to a bowl, which again, just a couple of weeks ago, seemed a, seemed, seemed a long shot. But again, things change fast in the world of football. Before I go, I want to give a shout out to the women's soccer team. They beat upset in the number three, Emporia, I believe it was the Emporia or Forehead. I was checking them the, the other day, so I do want to give a shout out there to Mike Cook and the soccer team. And uh, hope they hope they're gonna get the season strong and have a chance to win the conference overall and win the conference uh, win the conference tournament and get back into the NCAA tournament. So uh, looking forward to being back on here next next week. So to have the regular setup again on the top constraints. Uh, the game ran late and. Um, Got other stuff, stuff to do. We gotta edit this, get this out there. I do apologize for last week. I don't think the quality, I don't think was as good as it should have been. We had some issues there. I'm trying to figure this out here, and so hopefully next week back to normal will be better quality. But again, I appreciate the uh, support, all the all the tweets, likes on Twitter. Again, really appreciate it, and I'm uh, still looking forward to being back here next week. Until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodall, aka JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.